Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony. Let's dive into some great music with another brilliant gem from another unknown woman composer. In this episode, Cacophony brings you an exciting, brilliant overture to an opera by a French woman, Marie-Emmanuelle Bayon-Louis, and that's almost all I can tell you. We've spoken about it before on Cacophony, but one of the problems that we face in getting to hear more music by women composers, especially those from further back in history, is that in many cases the music itself has all but disappeared, and in some circumstances we know very little about people whom, during their lives, are actually quite prominent and influential. And this is where we're at with Marie-Emmanuelle Bayon-Louis, whose various biographies are all unanimous in what they say about her, which is very little, because there are so few historical references to her. She lived probably in Paris, and later definitely in Bordeaux, working in the late 1700s, shortly before and around the time of the French Revolution. She was married to a successful architect, and most of her musical life revolved around hosting salons, informal get-togethers in people's houses, where she and others would perform, and the great and the good would come to listen. The idea of concerts as we know them was still very much under development, and this was the way a lot of good music got heard and played. The musicians were top-notch, and the audiences knowledgeable. Bayon was a keyboard player, and in this she probably had her biggest influence, because she was an early adopter of the latest technology, taking up and promoting the super-new forte piano, the piano. Before she married and set up on her own, she was a regular at the salon of Madame de Genlis, a well-known correspondent and writer who gives us one of the few descriptions of her. Mademoiselle Bayon was a charming young person, pretty, gentle, modest, wise, witty, playing the piano with utmost skill, composing marvellously and with an astonishing facility. She composed an opera comique, Fleur d'Epine, which was performed with success. It would have had more success if the words had been better, so wrote Madame de Genlis. The opera had been performed by one of Paris's leading companies, but it seems from Genlis that the issue was the way the original story was adapted for the opera, but there are plenty of very successful operas where the words and plot don't stand up to close scrutiny. Some opera plots are beyond crazy. Much of the music Bayon, later Bayon-Louis, wrote would have been for these salon evenings, and almost none of it survives. But we can get a glimpse of how good she was from the overture to that opera Fleur d'Epine, Mayflower, which features a too-good-to-be-true heroine who seems to match that description of Bayon-Louis. And how good is her music? Well, very. I'd never heard of Marie-Emmanuel Bayon-Louis a few weeks ago, and we have the YouTube algorithms to thank for shoving this in my face. Call me shallow, but I was drawn in by the cover image featuring a horn, the instrument I play. And boy, do those horns deliver. The overture is in two very distinct parts, fast, then slow, in the Italian fashion of the time and I immediately got captured by those boisterous high horns, showing their outdoor hunting roots and adding a brilliant sheen to the sound. The whole thing fizzes along, it's full of energy, and it puts a smile on the face. 
That's followed by a more sophisticated sounding slower section. The exuberant horns are gone. Totally gone from the video. They've even taken their music stands. And it's lilting and genteel. With just a touch of tension. It's really good stuff. You won't find this piece on CD or the streaming services. As far as I can tell, there is only this video. Excellently done by the Academy of Ancient Music. It's an expensive business finding, researching, and then making performable editions of old music. And unfortunately, audiences, people in general, can be reluctant to part with their cash to experience things they don't already know. So this performance was funded by various charities, including the Ambash Charitable Trust, set up by Diana Ambash, to whom we spoke about the promotion of women composers back in episode 95. I'll put links to that episode and some others featuring women composers, into the notes that come with the podcast. Of course, if you're listening to Cacophony, you're up for hearing and discovering new things, and I think you'll enjoy this. It's a piece for pure enjoyment and entertainment. So click on the link and have a listen, and then please tell me what you think. You can send me a voice message and save your typing fingers, or comment at cacophonyonline.com or via social media. If you'd like to support Cacophony with money, you can, and there's a link to do that in the notes too. Please tell everyone you know about the Cacophony podcast. Come back for more next time. Thanks for listening.